In a world where new streaming releases come out faster than you can watch them, two heroes will emerge to watch as much content as humanly possible. Together they'll help you decide what's worth watching and what's cluttering up your queue. Tune in as Adair and Skyler begin Gallantly Streaming. A new Fab Five set out to Atlanta to help the city's straight men refine their wardrobes, grooming, diet, cultural pursuits, and home decor. Today on Gallantly Streaming, Queer Eye. I wasn't really sure if that was the actual intro. And that's why I was like looking at you. I'm like, am I just tired or did that make very little sense for that to be an intro? No. Uh, All right. Thanks. Um... How often would you say you cried while watching Queer Eye? One per episode, give or take a few episodes. There are a few episodes that were not great, and so I'd say that they don't require crying, but it's not anything to do with the Fab Five. It's more just season one. And I think it's more season two, honestly. Season one, I feel like, is a very solid start to beginning. Mm -hmm. Season two has some very high highs, but also has some peaks. It has some... People I really did not like. So. Yeah, I mean, like, you want to be able to root for them, and you want to root for their success. And there are certain people, like, uh, oh, gosh, I'm going to, I don't remember his name off the top of my head, but the one who lied all the damn time was just smoking constantly and, like, eating out of a Frisbee. Yes, Arian. Air, yeah. Um, he was a mess. Eating, uh... He was. His, what do you call it, uh, sunflower seeds out of a... A frisbee disc. Yes, there we go. So we got two seasons uh, Feb- in February and in June. We got two seasons of Queer Eye. So I think now it's we can properly review it at, because these are delightful. They're short seasons, so you know it's it's a lot. But did you watch the like original Bravo? Queer Eye for the Straight Guy. Yeah. No, I didn't either. And I'm wondering what it's like if you grew up with that and that was sort of like your OG experience with it, mm-hmm. if it if it affected how, uh, how you watched this. Because I felt like this one was a lot more about purpose and places in the world and change rather than wardrobe, house, etc. Like it, that all got done, but... I think that's the Karomo factor. Yeah, I think the Karomo factor Because is... they had a guy who had Karomo's position of being like... How would you describe his Fab Five position? It's like personality... Well, so like we've got for here... Culture. For this season, this series, uh, this revamp, we've got Anthony, who did food and wine. We've got Tan, who was the fashion expert. We've got Karamo, who was the culture expert. Which, it's interesting, that whole culture, it's it's such a wide umbrella that they gave him. Right. And uh, Bobby, who is the design expert, and Jonathan, who is the grooming expert. Right. So, I've, I haven't watched Queer Eye for the Straight Guy, but yeah. having seen interviews that the Fab Five have done, it sounds like Karomo has taken culture and changed it from what it was before, which I think was like how to be cool, and made it now like how to be yourself. And how to love who you are and being the best version of you and like a lot of things that weren't part of the original. Well, actually, show. here I'm, uh, this is what the original cast was. 
So Ted Allen was the food and wine connoisseur, expert on alcohol, beverages, food preparation, and presentation. And then I'm going to pronounce it probably wrong, Kyan, like Ryan. Uh, Kyan Douglas, who is the grooming guru, expert on hair, grooming, personal hygiene, and makeup. Uh, Tom Felicia was the design doctor, expert in interior design and home organization. Uh, Carson Cressley was the fashion savant. Uh, expert on clothing, fashion, and personal styling. And Jay Rodriguez was the culture vulture, which was the expert on popular cultural relationships and social interaction. Right. So it seems like he's really... I feel like Karamo has kind of expanded, made it less about what's in, what's cool, and much more about the steps one needs to take to keep from going into negative patterns. Right, he's more like of a that. therapist than he is oh, a pop culture, any sort of expert. Even though it's interesting because he's been reality TV guy since 2003. Because he was real world, wasn't he? He, he came to in the real world world. And so it's interesting to see this guy who is not afraid to be on reality television. Which, I mean, all five of these guys all got to the point where they are on reality television. But he's has managed to be a reality TV star and, like, have a perception of being, like, above a lot of things that, I don't know, reality TV is normally about vanity and uh, mm-hmm. just wanting everyone to pay attention to you, but it seems like he's above all that, or at least his perception is, so. Yeah, I have to say, with this series, every time I learned more about the different guys in, in the, the Fab Five... Mm-hmm. I just loved them more. Yeah, and I, I like altered, I think, I mean, me and you have different favorites, but I think I like definitely fluctuated on who my favorite was for a long time. Yours yours is Tan, correct? Yes. And and currently mine is Jonathan, but I also really just love Bobby. And I wanted to find, there were there was a tweet that was pretty funny, and I feel like, I think it's a, a there's some funny there's some funny tweets about Gray. You definitely should should look into it. Um, but I oh god I can't remember I can't find it right now. Oh well. Basically, there's a thing about with Tan. It's like French tuck do uh, French tuck have have skinny jeans and and Jonathan's like oh you want to keep that beard? Nope, we're gonna shave it. And with Anthony, it's like hey look I taught you how to make really fancy guacamole. And uh, and Karam is like, face your demons. Where are they? And then Bobby was like, oh, sorry, guys. I wasn't on screen much because I was building a whole freaking house. Yeah. But yeah, no, it's it's great, though. I was thinking since this we so recently watched this show, I thought it would be fun for us to go through our favorite episodes. Mm-hmm. If, if you yeah, are, we can do that. If you are down with that. Yeah. So from the f- for the first season... I would say honestly, the original episode, the "You Can't Fix Ugly," where they, um, where they the have Tom, skin. Tom with his eczema and stuff like that. Yeah. I have to say, like, I really rooted for Tom. So he was my he was my number one in that season, and I think, unfortunately, though, I really liked that he was a fireman and doing all of that stuff for his community. I, I would say probably the fi- the firehouse episode, the hose before bros, mm-hmm. was probably my least favorite because I just sort of, it was very cool. I, I really liked that, but I felt like it was it was very anticlimactic in the first season. Right. 
Yeah. Um, for me, season one peaks. I really liked. Uh, there was an episode with a cop who. Oh God. They they go into a lot of racial and police versus uh, the black community issues, and it just addresses a lot of interesting things that I really enjoyed. Um, I like. I think the show's at its best when it's facing people who clash with the the Fab Five in a way, like just. These are very different people. I think it's cool that the show takes place in the Deep South. It's in and around Atlanta, Georgia. So it's a lot of people who definitely voted for Trump. Season uh, three is going to be in a different city, apparently. Yeah. So yeah, I'm intrigued to see where that is. Yeah, and there, I mean, like particularly with that episode, I think that's Corey, right? Right. Um, he he voted for Trump. Like he was super. Uh, like he and his. I remember like Karamo had a really hard time. Because when they got pulled over, the guy, the friend, the sponsor of, like, Corey, uh, was kind of a jerk. And Cromo, like, clearly, obviously, has had experience with that. And he was just, like, he shut down. And it was really, like, his conversation with Corey on their way back from Atlanta was, like, I was in tears watching that. But, yeah, what what would you say for for your least favorite? Well, I mean, uh, before least favorite, I'd say my honorable mention for season one is... The, the guy who comes out as gay to his family. Oh, yeah. Which is really interesting because the show has a different title than the original. It's no longer Queer Eye for the Straight Guy. Now it's just Queer Eye because they work with gay kids. And They trans. work with women. They work with trans women, trans men. Like, they do more, like, a broader spectrum. They're not just gay guys helping straight men. Mm-hmm. It's now gay guys helping everyone, which I think is a cool approach. And it's a really cool, uh, cool episode. I don't know. Season one is pretty great for me. I don't really have a uh, a low light, unlike in season two. I'll say my low light in season two is Arian. Yeah, me too. That kid is a he's a mess. Although I didn't love the Skylar episode, which is funny. Yeah, I have an issue with people with my name, but Skylar just it's a lot. That episode. I mean, it's a cool episode because like Tan has his first interaction with a trans person, which I find insane that that's. His age, he's never had an interaction with trans people. He lives but, in Utah. Yeah, it's he does have a kind of sheltered life, but it's uh, both of those aren't my favorite, which is funny because they go back to back. But yeah. what can you do? And then they also like have it ends on a low light for me, which is the mayor guy. Yeah. Who I just have very little. I liked love for him. I liked. He's a little much for me. Well, I liked what he was doing. It, but yeah, it was tricky. Yeah, but uh, I think my favorite might have been William, who Shannon's his girlfriend. Ah, uh, I Shannon you. Yes, it's a little over the top in some ways, and uh, the Shannon stuff's a little cringy, but he's very sweet. Like it's funny. I I just said I like when there's some contention. He's like he doesn't really conflict with them at all, but he's also just such a little sweetheart, and he just wants. All the help he can get. He knows he's in a crappy spot in a lot of ways, and they just help him out. And he's just a little sweetie. Yeah, I do love him. I loved, I think my my highlight moment in that episode was Antony looking at uh, the, the Harry Potter painting that they had painted. And it was... It was wonderful. That was... Well, that it's was also so the episode funny. where we get the question, who's your style icon? And he says, oh, Fraser Crane. God, and Tan, like, backs up and, like, crouches in the closet in fear. That was him, right? Because he's, yeah. like, only 35, and his 
fashion icons. Fraser no, Crane. he's like you know he's like in his forties. No way. Late thirties then. Maybe. Um, but no, I, I Tan's response to that was pretty amazing. I have to say though, Mama Tammy. She's great. I well the thing is like. But that whole episode's very pro church. Yeah. So. Bug me, but. Well, I understand that. Um, he's forty one years old. Allegedly. Allegedly. Uh, that means he was 35 when they well, filmed so the episode. What I liked about it, and I understand why it would bother you, was she ha- she and her son, she, like, they had to go through so much because he was gay. Mm-hmm. And she really struggled with that at first. And so I liked this idea of this is a woman who really had she has this very very strong connection to church and like the roots and community that that has created and she is not perfect but she is solidly working on things and her biggest issue is getting out of that and like taking care of herself as well and taking care of her family because she's so busy taking care of her community but like taking care of like her heart and like her and her son's relationship and expanding it beyond the church which I feel like they did a bit and I think he I really liked that they also did a lot of work for him to help him find community because he was struggling after realizing he was gay and not accepted in his church at that time but then like he was and I get that it is it is very church heavy it is very pro-church but it was interesting also because you got to see a lot of different people's experience with like church and religion and Bobby's experiences with religion particularly are really fascinating to me and it's very cool to see how he explains things because he's a little more reserved in my opinion than a lot of the other guys yeah if you made a chart from left to right is left being extra and right being reserved. Jonathan, Jonathan is far left. I'd say Tan get. and Bobby are. Tan and Bobby, and even Anthony a little bit. Like Anthony's not too ridiculous. Like he's those three are probably on the far right. With Karamo and a nice. Karamo's kind of somewhere on the right, but Jonathan is just so like it's funny because I think. Having not seen the first edition of the show, Jonathan I feel seems like, having like what seen it might have been. Clips from it, I feel like all five of them were Jonathan. Like they were all just over the top Sounds stereotypes. Sounds like it might have been a little exhausting. Yeah. Whereas Jonathan is an over the top stereotype. But he's perfect in that over the topness. He, yeah, he's a lot. He's, he's very extra. He, he coined the Bob Ross realness when he was talking. Um, when he was. Oh, God. What? The proposal gentleman, William. Mm-hmm. That he referred to him as some Bob Ross realness, which I I really enjoyed. Uh, yeah, I have to say, Tan actually had a really good moment with Tammy too, and I liked it where she's talking about like her son wanting she wanted her son to have kids and a family, and he's like, I'm gonna have babies. Like he's like they're gonna uh, he's like I can't carry them, but they're mine. They're gonna be mine. And like I just love like because he so rarely steps out and talks about his personal life, mm-hmm. and I just kind of liked that he. It wasn't like that he was on the defensive, but he was just real about it. I think that episode and the and the Skylar episode were really great for Tan, too, and that you got to see a little bit more of him. And I do kind of like those raw moments for them, like with Karamo in the police off episode in season one. Right. It's, yeah, I mean, And Jonathan and Tammy are amazing together. Right, because at the core of the show, these are five guys who had never met before. They weren't, like, friends that went around helping people without a camera. 
Mm-hmm. And they were brought together by producers to create a TV show for Netflix. Like, it's very much, you know, Backstreet Boys as opposed to the Beatles. But they still have, like, this chemistry. And there's just... You'll find spots in a lot of the episodes where there's very real moments. And I think that's what makes the show work. And that's why people love it so much is... It's as formulaic as you get as far as each episode is very similar. And they go through and they do the same things with everybody. Like, I mean, each person is different enough that it's interesting still. But it's very much like a, a procedural. But what makes yeah. it... What makes it worth watching, for me, like, very much worth watching, it's a great show, is the fact that you have these five very different guys with different backgrounds who are willing to talk about it and willing to discuss themselves and get into things that I didn't think that five people who didn't know each other beforehand would be up for. But, like, they're great about being uh, open with things and discussing things, and they go there, and so... It's pretty great. Yeah, and I think it's informative. You learn a lot. You you experience a lot, and I think it's really it is beautiful in a lot of ways. And it makes I I highly recommend it. I, I mean, I get that there's lots of jokes about it, and like it's just like you're gonna cry a lot and everything. And it, but it is it is great. And also for a bonus, nailed it, which is a wonderful TV show. Uh, also a Netflix original series. The last episode of season two of Nailed It, they have a 16-minute Fab Five episode, and it is it is great. I wish they would have made Anthony do it. I, I, guess, yeah. I guess he gets to be the guest judge. I just think it would have been funny to see if maybe he wouldn't have been as good as they all thought. Oh, yeah, no, I, I doubt he would have been because, like, that's not where he, like, that's not right. his skill set. I think that, that would have been hard for him not winning. Like, he's not like a baker. If Bobby would have beat him, oof. Yeah, Bobby did a great job. I actually 100% assumed Bobby would win because I'm like, dude builds things for a living. Yeah, he had some like, pressure on him. I, I like how Jonathan just gave up, which is totally perfect for Jonathan. Also, congratulations, Jonathan. You got two Emmy noms. And congratulations, Queer Eye. You got one. And that's so cool. Wait, did Jonathan get one on his own? Well, he, he has a different show. He has but I'm shows. saying, like, did he get nominated like as a, an individual he, his, or the show? He, another show he is on. Right, right. It. So I'm saying is, like, did he get, like, an acting nom? No, he got a okay. sh- his show. His two, his two shows got nominated. Gotcha. Which is very, very cool. I, I also just love, like, their dynamic. They're just so adorable. We did the BuzzFeed quiz. Who were you? You were Tan? Tan France. You were Tan France. I was Anthony. Yeah. Do the BuzzFeed quiz, guys. I'll post it on the Twitter. They created it themselves. You can watch a video of them making it. Yeah, it's pretty It's pretty fun. I, I highly recommend it. But yeah, do you have any last thoughts about Queer Eye? Anything else you want to share? No. I, I enjoyed it, but I recommend it to anyone who's listening. <laughs> She's sitting so weird. She looks like an old person. She does look like, like an, an old, old That's man exactly. God, her cat's weird. So cash. So cash. So cat. So Shit. cat. Uh, all right. So everyone, watch it. It's great. It's on Netflix. Enjoy. We'll probably do a movie or something next time. Yeah. Or maybe nailed it. Oh, maybe nailed it, but you'd have to start watching it. I've started watching it already. (gasps) Oh my goodness. I have so much to talk to you about. Actually, not. I think it's season two or season one? Season one. Nice. A Secret Weapon Production.